Hello everybody, this is RPG Cast 514 for September 14th, 2019. I am your kind of host. We're going to split our co-hosting this week. I'm, I'm Anna Marie Privetier. And uh, my fellow co-host is Chris Privetier. Hi. And uh, we also have uh, Jonathan Stringer. Hey, Jonathan. How's it going? And Josh Carpenter. Hey there. This, this feels like a tiny cast. Like We've had six people so consistently for months at this point that it's like, there's only four of us? Is that going to be enough? It's cozy. What are we going to talk about? It's cozy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're going to jump. Uh, oh, 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 right, right. We have news to share. One, Kelly is flying away to Japan. We love you, Kelly. We miss you. Is she going to live there now? No. Um, and then Peter had a baby. New release. New release. Torin. Well, Peter did. Well, you know. Well, okay. You know. <laughs> His wife had a baby. The wife had the baby. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the Give her word. the credit. Yeah. Medical miracle. Oh, man, especially after that labor, that poor woman. No, how long? Uh, like, long. Okay. More than two days. Oof. <laughs> yeah. So, lots of love to Peter and his wife and, and baby Torin. I love that name. Torin, like the World of Warcraft race? T-O-R-R-E-N. Oh, uh, yes. very disappointed. Should have been a Torin warrior. Yeah. <sighs> Instead, he's a Torin Thomas. <laughs> so we will have to get some pictures or something to share on the RP Gamer Twitter. So yes, uh, that's that's our news. So we're gonna jump straight into what we've been playing. So uh, hey, Jonathan, tell us Hello. about WoW Classic. Yeah, so the game I told myself I wouldn't even gonna bother with. So brother and friends started playing. I was like, well, you know, you don't really have to buy anything you just gotta resub <laughs> so i was like all right i'll just kind of check it out to see if the magic's still there to see if it's still fun and see what it's like i've kind of been pulled back in oh it's working out for you yep uh. so it's back to the some of the glory days i guess of wow i don't i haven't really liked retail in a while i think they've homogenized too much of the game. You and everybody on this podcast lately. Yeah. <laughs> so they've been going further and further that way. And this just reminds me back in college, what, 15 years ago, grinding through all this. Uh, I like that the economy's reset. You know, stuff's expensive again. Questing is uh, and leveling. And dungeons back then are actually take effort instead of just. You know, coasting and grabbing as much mobs you can and aiming well down. Now the mages, and you know, still try to do that now, but it's got more of a, an impact to your time spent instead of just you know clicking a few buttons, and breezing through it all, and going up with friends. You know, everyone's very. It's a much more social game. Where new WoW is, hey, I'm just going to click the dungeon finder and I'm going to get in a group of you know four dot guys from different girls from different servers and go and run a dungeon and then i'm done and then you know that that kind of leads to people being asses i would say in in dungeon and right in uh in dungeon groups and ninja looting and getting their one boss and dropping this feels like you know everyone's running around they're buffing each other when they as they see them pass by uh world pvp is a thing again uh if you're on a pvp server obviously which i am and uh, that just that whole, 
you know, you never can capture the first time you did it just because you've already been there, done that. But it, it's hearkening back a lot of the things that we like, the whole, hey, I need to get on and keep up with everyone and get a few more levels today kind of thing. So that's what I'm going through now. Now there's some crazy people that have already you, you've got 16 in the first few days and cleared uh, Molten Core in, like, the first week, which is nuts to me. I don't know how they did that, but. Uh, I'm taking a little more methodical. I think my rogue right now is a 37, and I first started playing a shaman, got on the 22, and then realized all in-game stuff for shaman is basically as a resto. So this does bring up my one major gripe. There's probably two major gripes about classic and vanilla. One is the class balancing. Uh, basically, your all the classes are kind of pigeonholed in the one role, especially for in-game content. All hybrids become healers. Uh, the only real good tank is a warrior. Uh, druids can kind of get by, but they didn't really, you know, shine as a as a main tank or a a regular tank until the Burning Crusade. So, you know, I was playing that enhancement shaman, or that shaman I wanted to go enhance, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's kind of a meme class, and you can't really do well as an enhancement shaman in-game. So those are the kind of things like, man, I wish they would address something like that, but they're not going to because this is what it is. The other problem I have is some of the... Uh, sometimes the game doesn't respect your time too much. It's a whole bunch of running around here and there, here and there, and uh, some of the mob drop rates on quest items. That some are, you know, are a reasonable feeling, and the other is like, you know, it takes forever to get these things, and that can drag and get it get to be a little bit of a grind. That's kind of just par for the course. That's kind of it's what you get with it. That one doesn't bother me quite as much as the class balance one. Uh, I also will miss dual specs because I like the PvP and paying you know up to f- eventually fifty gold each time you want to switch from like a a PVE spec to a PvP spec is just a to me, it doesn't, you know, some people, I don't want them to change anything. To me, that doesn't really offer much of a, a benefit besides just taking your money from you. As instead, it, it's more of a hassle having to go and find the respect guy, pay the money, respect, okay, now I want a PvP, that kind of thing. So, um, those are the things I'm enjoying and not liking, uh, but I'm, I'm pretty hooked right now. Back what I did, you know, you'd be surprised. There's a lot of people who are probably in their or playing this in their 20s who, you know, we started in Wrath of the Lich King, or they started at Pandaria or Cataclysm or something. And then I wanted to experience WoW for the first time because, you know, whenever it came out, I was, you know, nine years old and I couldn't play a MMO or something. Sure. I've, I've run across a lot of those. So there's a, there's kind of, it's kind of like a two contingents. One, uh, hey, I remember those days and loved it. I'm going to go and play this game again. And the other is, hey, I missed this. I never got to experience it. I'm going to go do it now. What's so the longevity on this, do you think? Well, they're talking about Classic Plus or even redoing like a couple of the expansions. I think the consensus that I've heard is that the fans would prefer a Classic Plus where instead of uh, you know no like true expansions but offering more like in-game content type things keeping the base core the same and then maybe after next 40 adding a new raid or adding a couple new dungeons or adding you know more gear this is that kind of more fleshing this one out more instead of adding a new 
journey. So what about uh, like? Uh, I mean, first of all, they're not done patching this, right? They're no. Add so more of the classic content. Right now we're in phase one. Okay. So it's a little it's a little off. It's not how WoW was on uh, launch because WoW on launch was really buggy and had a lot of, had some problems. It's WoW 1.12, which uh, is the kind of the final class balance build right before uh, the Burning Crusade. Probably, I think it's like a few months before. Maybe four or five months. Somewhere around there. It doesn't have but... all the classic content in it yet, though, right? Right. So you have the class balancing and some of that from 1.12, but there's only Molten Core and Onyxia right now. There's no Battlegrounds yet. There's no BWL yet. There's no AQ40, of course. They're going to do the whole AQ40 event over again. There's no ZG. So, and then there's other things that you're missing. Uh, Naxxramas, right? And no Naxxramas, right? Because that that actually came out not too you know, much before one point, or sorry, uh, TBC as well. And it was kind of a, the, one of the very ignored dungeons, which is why they added it back in Wrath as right. something you could do because they did all this content, and like only a small percentage of players actually saw any of it. So that being said, uh, what we'll get, it's good. I don't think it's going to be as slow as uh, as the original vanilla release was. But I think here in the next every few months, they're going to add the new phase. I think they have seven phases planned, maybe six, something around there. I have to go double check. So it's going to kind of have that, hey, we're going to progress and add more stuff. So that'd be cool. Uh, I wish ZG was already out because it's an easier to get the twenty man. It's kind of like power level of like tier point five gear. Mm-hmm. But I think another reason why they don't want to do that because you can start running ZG and then gear up and be able to clear MC even that much quicker. Even though it's not stopping a lot of people anyway. But I have fond memories of running ZG. I think it's a pretty fun dungeon, a pretty fun raid dungeon. So I'll tell you, you know, as I keep hearing people, like, talk about how they're having fun, it's like, you know, I'm a human, so that sort of thing still attracts me, like, hey, they're having fun over here, I want to go have fun over there. That sounds fun, I should do this. And then I look at the game and realize, oh dear lord, I have to look at the old Torn cat model, and I don't want to look at that thing anymore. (laughs) Is there any sense that they might, like, put some of the new models in? No, they want it to be just the way it was. So. (laughs) <laughs> I wouldn't mind if they would have done like an uh, toggle option. They have you know new oh like it's one button graphics. like like in some of those retro games or like here's here's a uh, modern mode here's eight bit mode <laughs> right. I would like a setting like that. That'd be cool. But you know uh, it's upresed, so it doesn't look that bad. So it is upresed at least. Okay. It is upresed. However, it's not. It's not the uh, not the new models because these right. are just come on. We're playing WoW Classic, I get that, but we're playing it for the content and the way the game works. It would be nice to make it look nice. I guess there's some I guess there's some com- people who complain about some of the new models, so then how do you pick and choose which ones, I guess? Right, where do you draw the line? Yeah. So it's easy to draw the line that everything's quite classic. Right. You start making exceptions here and there, then, you know, who's, you know... But that Torin Catmow, come on. Who's a fan of that thing? <laughs> You know, hardly anyone plays Druid at Classic anyway. Oh, that's a good point. It's one, You're right. It's one of the... <laughs> it's the lowest... Uh, okay, if you count Shaman and Paladin as one, right? Druid is by far the lowest. Now, since Shaman and Paladin are, are uh, faction-locked, that 
and each individually would be the lowest uh, played class, at least per my server. But and this is before warrior. Druid was actually functional in three different ways, right? Or... Right. It's it, they're functional. Okay. They're just inferior. Inferior. <laughs> you could do three things, and all of them suck. <laughs> Well, there's four things, right? You oh, can heal. You heal is one. the one you're supposed to do, right? <laughs> yeah. Heal is the biggest one, and they're all right healers. Um, they have battle res, so they have utility. Right. A lot right. of classes have utility. It's just they're not going to be – nothing's going to do as much damage or tank as well as a warrior. Right. Nothing's going to – well, paladin, priest can argue which one's the better healer. And then uh, uh, like rogues and mages you know, are going to be your, your other DPS classes. So – Shamans kind of get the shorter of the stick, I think, but their totems are really useful. So they're they're more utility, right? So something that's hybrid, if you get utility, they they took away your your own potency of that class, I guess. Right. So yeah, in the end, you could wait and say, hey, they're worth it. And a lot of uh, guilds will, you know, they'll run a few druids, they'll run shamans, uh, totems, and, and raid groups are really useful. But uh, they're probably not as great of a healer overall. They have you know things like innovate and you know that's that kind of so i mean they have things they have tools so if but... i just want to play the game and press one two three a lot i'm still just a hunter rogue. oh rogue okay anna's anna's shouting be a rogue got it yeah i mean for the experience that you want chris you're not gonna get it in druid anymore yeah okay yeah you can so... level you're probably gonna level pharaoh and then there's moonkin right boomkin yeah, but I, there was no gear for it. Supported later. Eh, it's supported you, later on. Yeah, I mean, it was like by the time you got gear that was good for uh, Boomkin, it was like ZG leading into Nax, which yep. isn't even out yet. Right. Or AQ, yeah. Right, AQ had some good gear. Um, but you had to argue with the shamans if you were horde. So in this quote-unquote class balanced patch. Let's be real. What are the good classes? Warrior is probably the best overall. <laughs> For everything to everyone, just be a warrior. <laughs> well, I mean, they're, they're really well, good nothing, at healing, too. <laughs> nothing held aggro like a warrior. All right. Literally nothing. All right. So, best and tank. They're, let's, they're also they're mm-hmm. the best DPS, too. So, best tank, warrior. Best DPS, warrior. Best yep. uh, range DPS, hunter. But only mage. if you. Oh, right, mage. Hunter is good in MC. But they don't scale well, right? So after MC, but you needed mage, a hunter and MC for um, that that shot that like cools down the dogs. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not to say hunters aren't useful. Yeah, just, let's let's talking, keep raid mechanics out of it. Okay. I'm just, just right. yeah. I'm talking, talking about running around the world and doing stuff. Yeah. Performance wise, a better a mages and warlocks start outshining hunters as you progress from MC through the, the later dungeons. They they don't scale scale as well with gear. And I think warlocks are really limited by the debuff limit and by aggro. So as warriors, as the tanks can start doing more damage to aggro, the warlocks can start unleashing a bit more. Alright, so we're going to go range <laughs> DPS is mage then. Mage, war, mage and warlock and then hunter. Okay. We literally hunter, warlock, had to set a timer. For our warlocks to start DPSing an MC, there was someone on the raid team who was like, "All right, warlocks start." Mordoff. And I was thinking about being a warlock, but then I don't want to sit there and get a bunch of hearthstones, and I don't want to have to summon people all the time, and Demon then you just sit there and shadow yeah, the whole time. Um, okay, best healer. Uh, disco if, may or disco priest. Yeah, if you're if you're a horde, it's the priest. If you're ally. 
best single target healer as a paladin. But you could also make arguments with priests in some ways too. But you're going to get the probably the if you want heals per second, it's going to be Pally, I think. But priests cast bubbles and whatnot, so. Oh, but they only cast bubbles if they're disciplined. Remember, right. holy priests don't have shields. Right. This sounds very complicated. Okay, so we've covered DPS, tank, um, the other DPS, and heals. Really, and for like in-game content, you don't really tank with anything but a warrior. All right, so if I'm making... Maybe you can have Druid off-tank or something. All right, what's my f- best... Uh, what's Okay, so five-man dungeons are still like a thing. No, 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 I, that's, I'm not trying to figure out for me. So I'm making uh, like a little five-man group, right? Five-man dungeons are still a thing, I assume? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. and in okay. fact, they're, they're required because... Best, best generic five-man dungeon group composition. Warrior, priest, mage, mage warlock, rogue. Uh, hunter. Hey, it just, I don't. I couldn't say there's the best. I mean, you can heal. I mean, there's these you, best in class or best in positions. So I figure you get dungeons, one of these. Yeah. Not... So a five man dungeon. If you're talking about like a perfect distribution of stuff, yeah, it's going to be one tank, one healer, two ranged, one melee. Okay. And so your tank is a warrior. Your, your healer's a, warrior, a priest. Your healer's we think. a priest and maybe a paladin. Maybe a paladin. Got it. If your alliance, it's yeah, yeah, a paladin. That, that's fine. That's fine. You've got you're close enough. Um. You're ranged? You said two ranged? Yeah. So, so that like means a mage, mage warlock, hunter, and a warlock? Two. Oh, yep. mage, warlock, hunter, pick two. Mages are it. probably the best of the three because they can cheat. All right. So two mages. <laughs> so I'm going to get two mages and then my melee DPS. Warrior again, right? Or a rogue. Double warriors or a rogue. Warrior or a rogue. Okay. Got it. Perfect. That's all I wanted to know. Those are min-maxing. Now you could have an enhancement shaman be another DPS. No, uh, no, yes. uh, shaman sucks, right? Shaman has to heal. So enhancement shamans are good up to about level 50. Okay. And at that point, their gear starts to fall away sharply. Got it. So like the last elemental set that I can think of outside of tier zero, which is tier zero is uh, 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 sh- there's no elemental shaman set. There's only a healing shaman set. Um, yeah, Dire Maul is the last place that I can think of that has good elemental gear for shamans. Let's see with enhancement though. What they can do, which is everyone loves, is wind cheery totem. So while they themselves aren't going to do much damage, the wind fury totem is going to make your roars and rugs go nuts. Yeah. So they're good which in a forty why. man. They're not going to yep. five man. Right. All right. But five mans, I don't think, are difficult enough to where you couldn't just take whatever and be all right. Um, they do start to get hard. Um, Uber, Skolone, Strat has Albers, Ubers. I mean, I think they're are they locked to five man? Yeah, they must be if you're on one. Uh, Uber's is ten, I think. Okay. Are there any classes we haven't talked about at all here that I'm forgetting? Yeah, Druid is not on that list. I noticed. No, because the <laughs> only all. thing they're allowed to do is heal. Okay. But, and they're not even the best healer. They're not pri- <laughs> They're not primary tank. Is there healers. any other class that I'm forgetting that is also kind of garbage? I wouldn't say they're garbage. Oh, I'd say they're garbage. I'm I'm trying to be like if they I'm got, on a forums. They have nice hots. Oh, if you're on a forums, yeah. Yeah, if the, I'm on a forums, garbage. who's garbage? Druids are garbage, and who else is garbage? Enhancement, Ellie, shamans are. They call them meme specs. 
It's like it. the Guildmaster's friend or cousin was the enhancement shaman kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah Paladin's that, trying but... to do anything other than heal. Okay, and then one other thing to, f- to finish. Are these classes actually, like, way worse? Or are they just slightly not best in slot, and so therefore they're garbage? Oh, no, they're way worse. Okay, all right. Oh, no. You would never have a feral druid in a in a real raid. Because it's just bad. They're bad. Okay. Yeah. In the the, the at this one level. place yeah. that you can have them is um uh black uh blackwing spire. There's a place where there's a bunch of machines that slow you down. So yeah. what you do is you have a tank druid shift into cat form, um, hit what's your fast button and then shift back into bear. Mm-hmm. I mean you could have the druid Feral druids could DPS his cat and then be a bear off tank on some MC bosses. It's not unheard of. You're not min maxing at that point, but yeah. But th- at that terrible. point, you're actually using the utility, so that's fine. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's what this class is utility. If right. Right. Talk, that's the point. But I'm talking about you like have, you have rogues, warriors, uh, mages, hunters, and I'm priests. assuming that's, that's that we're not jumping into this to try and do high end forty man raids. It all depends on what you want to play, right? Right. Hey, yeah. They, they, this, this is min max talk. Yeah. Anything is really viable. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, if you want to do crazy uh, stuff, enhancement shaman, like I said, on their own isn't going to be good. But raid will take one or two to stick in their melee groups, and then that's going to help. And then their totems, other totems are nice. And then they have, oh. and then your druids have battle reses. I just remembered is, something. I just remembered something. What your your, your thing where you're switching from DPS to tank during the raid? There's no respecking. Yep. No. You don't have an alternate spec, so you don't have different talents that'll optimize that right. tank form. Correct. Oh. So what so you do you... is you hearth, and then the warlock summons you back. No. You yeah. have to go and yeah. literally re. <laughs> yeah. I would say off tanking. I hope you have gold you don't for it. Need to be prot. The main tank on the boss does. If you're tanking the other stuff, I used to back in the day flip my warrior from using arms or fury, depending on what patch it was, and then. I would just throw on my, you know, my tank gear and my shield and my one-hander, and I, you know, go in uh, defensive stance and then off tank, no problem. So you can do that a little more. I know, and later it's harder to do that, because um, you can spec summon the prot as well. Hey, hey. And this must blow Chris's mind because hey. he remembers the Burning Crusade where our off tank was a shaman. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so here's the thing. This sounds awful. <laughs> I'll be honest. Aren't you excited? I, to play I want this? I want WoW Classic plus quality of life, and that's not a thing oh, no, you that you're going to get. Quality of life, yeah. <laughs> the problem is, people say, and I kind of agree. Some of the quality of life things takes away some of the consequences, some of the socialization of the game, <sighs> like flying mounts. Yeah, that's quality of life. I can get to where I want to go faster, but no one's really interacting on the ground anymore. Mm. Yeah, quality mm-hmm. of life, dungeon fighter, cool. But then you get. You know, people from everywhere else, your consequences don't matter. You don't build a sense of community on the server. Well, and... Um, and no drama. Here's yep. my what favorite. What a shame is, to lose drama. Um, I Here's something that Chris has literally never run into because he started the game at Burning Crusade. Not being able to afford all of your talents at every level up. Oh, yeah. Right now, I'm 37. I have 50 gold. Do I get these talents I may not use right now that are like a few gold apiece, or do I save it for my mount? Because you still need three more gold. Oh, I need 40 more gold for my mount. Wait, I, I thought three it was 40. 90. Oh, it's right, because of the gold. riding skill. 
Yeah, it's a hundred gold, <laughs> uh, but if you get honored, it's ninety gold. Right, and it's your mount. <laughs> hey, rep, rep matters again. <laughs> oh, it does. And the Argent Dawn of the uh, what is it? The Winter Spring. Should I be concerned that you can skin worgens in this game now? Oh yeah, I forgot that was a vanilla thing. It's <laughs> kind of scary. Yeah. <laughs> kind of disturbing. You actually want to find the scythe of a loon. Say that again. What Anna? So my... Oh, go ahead, Jonathan. No, uh, my wife was just actually commenting the other day. She's like, hmm, it's kind of weird. I can skin these worgens. It's kind of creepy. <laughs> she made this <laughs> comment. <laughs> um. One of my friends messaged me and was wondering if I was going to play Whoa. because they want me to be an herbalist and farm wild vine for them. Wild vine is massively, massively like in demand. Oh yeah, raid mats are going to be extremely expensive right now, for at least for a while. Well, especially and, so when they stop layering. Oh my gosh, the competition for a Finkel Skinner is going to be unreal. Because um, you can't farm anything in Molten Core at 300 skinning. You have to have 310 skinning and 315 for some stuff. So not only do you need to have the skinning enchantment on your equipment somewhere, you need to have Finkel Skinner, which gives you plus 10 to your skinning. Or be a Tauren. Or be a Tauren, yep. That's for, that's for herb, not skinning. Right. I forget who has the skinning advantage. Yeah. So yeah. Then, forty man composition is is like meta. <laughs> oh, it matters what oh, race yeah. I pick even too. Do huh? it. Oh yeah. yeah oh yeah. Yeah. Because your racial is crazy. A lot. Lame. Basically, oh, horror. The you worst. Want to be at most of the time. This doesn't sound fun. Oh, it's fun. <laughs> it's the reason we got rid of all this shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and it's I mean, fun. remember, Chris has never experienced any of this because he didn't play. Vanilla. I started at the end of Vanilla. Like the extreme end of vanilla. But he didn't do like any raiding. Two weeks before an expansion. <laughs> you know what else is difficult? You start a character and you don't have any bags. Oh, you I didn't start any... at the end of vanilla. I started at the end of Burning Crusade. That's right. Yeah, you have yeah, no, you have no bags. Have bags. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So my friend, so Seraphim Kitten and I were talking and Kitty's like, I think I was level 16 before I even found my first piece of linen cloth. Mm-hmm. That's and I fun. think he was 23 or 25 before he had his first bag other than his backpack. And he's playing a hunter, which means that you need an entire bag dedicated to your arrows. Oh, yeah. That's what's annoying. That's why I didn't want to play. And you got to feed your pets. Well, and you have to figure out how to... the So the stable slot, there's only one. It's very expensive. And you put it away so that you can tame other things and learn their skills. So here's another thing, Chris. I was running a Scarlet Monastery yesterday. Oh, oh and, which, which, uh, which trash mob dropped a uh, a twelve slot bag, and it's like, holy shit, a twelve slot bag! It was so amazing. <laughs> oh. That's what kind of what makes this cool. Stuff actually has like no, like no, and, no, yeah. no. But, like retail, it's like, oh yeah, we got another one of these things. Cool. This wasn't hard to get. You, there's no sense of accomplishment. And a lot of that excitement's not there. I think that they have failed in replacing those moments with other moments, but I don't think that the correct answer is to go back to taking away all the things that you have that are nice. But... Dual specs is the one thing I'm going to miss the most. Yeah. The other stuff, take it or leave it. 
Oh, well, there is always retail waiting for me if I ever really want modern WoW, which I kind of don't at this point. So Chris and I are both being like pressured by different people to like come back and play WoW Classic. So I don't yeah. know. I think we might. Maybe. If only just to stream me complaining about everything. <laughs> come so, join us. Ugh. Oh, you're on a PvP server. Oh, I oh yeah. That's no. what's fun. Oh, nope. yeah. That's the fun. No. Nope. Yeah, Anna, actually... If we're gonna do classic WoW, why not do a PvP server? Um, oh, it's the, it's like that's as that's as quintessential what, WoW what as you can are get. You on? I am on um, Scarum. Okay, I have friends that are on Bloodsail Buccaneers. That sounds okay. like a PvP server. I think it's actually an RP server. Oh, okay. Oh, that's good too. <laughs> I want Deep Run Tram. No. <laughs> you and Anna can go Deep Run Tram all you want. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jonathan. Or no, Jonathan, stop. Josh, hey, save Anna, us. Save us, Anna, please. Did you know that you can see the tortoise that Chen and Lily came over on in Classic WoW? Yeah, it's on the shore of um, um, oh, Swamp you know of Soros. Okay, yeah, that's really cool. He's dead. Yeah, no mounts till forty, Chris. Well, and good luck affording it because it's a hundred gold. Yeah. yeah, I may get there. I'm at fifty. We'll see what happens. I thought Crossword. you said you were at thirty-seven. Oh, I'm level 37. I'm oh, at 50 gold. I misunderstood what you were saying. That's why All there's right, videos on YouTube of like, here's how you farm gold in WoW Classic. Yeah, no. I, you um, need to know how. <laughs> I, I had like a good, good, uh, I don't even want to call it a scam. I had like a good racket going in vanilla where I leveled up a hunter to level 60. And then all I did was farm blue dragons all day, every day. So there, there's a corner of Winter Spring where you can get elite... Um, level blue dragons and they skin into um, guaranteed the most highest leather and then sometimes dragon scales nice. and dragon scales are super rare um, so I would go there and if there was any competition I, I couldn't farm there because it was a place that only really supported one person playing at a time despite the fact that the mobs were elite um, and if they were if someone's there I'll explain what I did later um, and so what I would do is I would get enough gold to let someone afford a mount and I would loan it to them and shark like 15% interest. That's Whoa. how I made my money. You're in a loan shark? I was. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah. And if someone, and what I did is I had a queue and if you wanted to jump the queue, you'd have to tip me. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I must Is this have... within your like guild or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is, I mean, it, it went out a little bit outside the guild because people found out that I was doing it. And so it was like, hey, this my friend is in noobs. Can you? So my How, guild wait, in Vanilla. Wait, wait, wait. How did you collect if people didn't pay back? You had to pay me. Um, you know what? I don't think anybody ever gypped me. Maybe once. Because remember, you have to play with people on your server. Mm -hmm. Which means if you get a reputation for being a douchebag, you're never going to get anywhere. Well, sure you do. You wait three or four years when everybody quits the game and it's a new group of people and you're on a new expansion. And... Yeah, but if you want to do anything on a vanilla server, yeah. you have to have a good reputation. Mm -hmm. Everybody knew who had Crusader. Oh, and that's the other place that I went to. All right, so here's... <laughs> Chris is going to love this. All right, so in Eastern Plaguelands, there was um, a church where um, there was only elites in the little village. <laughs> And one of the five kinds of NPCs dropped the Crusader enchantment. 
and it was all elite. It was like impossible to solo unless you were a hunter. So what you would do is you would death run all the way to the church because you had to go through the town first. And then you would res in a corner and then you would slowly pick off the just the guys that had the capacity to drop the recipe and hope that you didn't die. Yep. If you have a rogue, you have to level your lock picking skill. And your pickpocket. Can, yeah. you oh, you can you res at graveyards in this version? Or do you have yep. the corpse run? Okay. You can res at graveyards. Yeah, but it takes, the... uh, you get a debuff and 25% ding uh, on your gear. Yeah, but repairs are expensive, Chris. Right. I don't think you right. want to understand how expensive repairs, are, repairs expensive. are. Right. Raiding as a warrior would cost. I, I remember some people raiding couldn't afford the repair bills. Yeah, no, I mean, if you had a warrior tank in your raid, everybody tipped him. Tip the tank. <laughs> to In order to afford repairs. Tip your bus driver. Yep. <laughs> Especially if, if you it was just want to. Yeah, if you just want to play and don't do any professions and don't farm, you're really going to struggle with money. Now, there are also opportunities to make a killing and just knowing what to do. Honestly, if you had a level 5 alt and just ran around, um, what's the place outside of Stormwind? Um, Goldshire? Yeah, no. Yeah, maybe. I forget. I'm horrible. Goldshire's the, the town. But yeah, that zone. If you had a level 5 alt and just ran around that zone... And gathered like 20 copper and stone. You could make a killing every day. Because profession stuff is in incredibly high demand. The big one is going to be Devil Star for a while because it's best in slot for leather. Uh, yeah, that's my friend is doing um, um, whatchamacallit. Oh, and you have to specialize all of your skills. Yep. So you have to be like a specialist herbalist. You have to be a specialist leather worker. You have to be a specialist blacksmith. So Josh, what have you been playing this week? Yeah, no, we should get <laughs> off this topic because people are going to write in and be like, oh, is this like 2005 again? Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Everything old it is, is new again. And you know what? The, the Sorry, Josh, I don't mean to delay you just one more second. The, uh, the response to it is much stronger. Yeah. Than I thought it was going to be, and so, I think this is going to have better legs than I originally. Can I thought can it. I just point out that like a good classic MMO experience can be found with quality of life improvements. People are still playing and still love. It's called Final Fantasy Eleven. Why don't we all just go play that? Oh, that yeah. See, to me, Final Fantasy Eleven didn't have the quality of life stuff that they added did. it. They added some of it. <laughs> they added a lot of it, actually. And it didn't kill the game. <sighs> actually, just go play 14, actually. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> Josh, no, let's this. go play 14. No. Let's go play Shadowbringers. Uh, it's it's I, amazing. No, I'm, I'm with Jonathan. I can't believe how much, how how shockingly well this is being received and how many people are annoying me to play Shadowbringers is better. Oh, yeah. It's getting on classic use on all these servers like it's like over when the first started it was two or three hours yeah that blows and, my mind and these servers the low and medium pop servers are bigger than the old original wow servers were yep. as far as population wise so that tells you how many people are actually playing this that's way. wild all right no let's we have to stop talking about yep. this Josh, save yeah. us. <laughs> no i want an hour of shadow bringers talk because it's the better mmo and it's been better all along and we should all be playing it so there you go 
Come on. Well, unfortunately, I can't help you out because I've been playing you know, another. <laughs> Sorry. Are you I've been still playing, playing Fire Emblem? Game. Are you like on playthrough? Well, I haven't 7? been on in like a month or oh. so. So, like, I, I finished it in the time that I've been gone. Well, finished <laughs> it. So, how many runs is that for you? Oh, just one. Just one. Are you like me? That like, yeah. all right, time to start my second run. Actually, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm in that camp. I'm in the yeah. I'm I'm good for. I a thought while. I was gonna play this for a year and a half, but now that I think about it. <laughs> Like, do I really want to do another sixty hours? Nah, not right now. That that's for I'm sure. Good. It's it's good. It's not. You know, it it wasn't amazing for me. It, it it's uh it it's better than like Awakening and God help us fate, but like the the gameplay just didn't really click for me. It was just way too easy all the way through. I quit. Well, didn't I they mean, just I, add, I didn't, didn't they just add a harder difficulty? Yeah, if I ever play it again, I'm definitely going to have to at least try hard, if not the... the you did normal, the, the or you that. did hard, right? Yeah, that... Or no, did I you... did normal. Oh, that was no. a huge mistake. Oh, job. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah, see, I didn't even grind, and even at the end, I was just cakewalking through the uh, through the maps. But the maps, I don't know. Like, I just didn't find them to be that interesting anyway. The only maps that were, like, really difficult were the ones where the game was doing really cheap stuff, where they had the... Uh, limited uh field of sight or you know enemies hiding and or, or the the god-awful thing that they've always done in fire emblem games where you know uh reinf- enemy reinforcements, reinforcements. Come, come in your rear and attack yeah. you oh yeah that stuff's fun time to reset <laughs> now that you know <laughs> that kind of garbage that they had done away with and then brought back for this one like yeah that wasn't any fun well, given you but, have a turn rewind, it's okay. You just yeah, rewind exactly. to a turn before that, and you're like, okay, I know now. That's kind of what they were <laughs> going for, you know? It's like this strat- strategist who can know the future, essentially. Yeah. Since that's how we were playing it anyway. <laughs> True enough. True enough. Yeah, it, it, it was okay. I, I, you know, like the story was pretty good. The characters were... I, I really liked the characters in the game, but... I don't know if the story was so good that it uh, warrants playing like three or four different times to see the uh, to see the holes that are left, you know, that are filled in by subsequent playthroughs. We'll and, see. We'll and, see how I feel in a little And it's while. all going to be filled in much better through like the next route that it'll probably add as DLC. So. Oh, geez. Yeah, that, that I'm still kind of irked about that when they did that in Fates. So. <laughs> Well, in they Fates, the... it was a whole other game, so... Well, no, no, I mean, the actual, not not just the uh, other, you know, routes in Fates, but, I mean, there was DLC that, I don't know, it was like 10 or 15 hours long, it, that launched at, like, the very end, that gave you the backstory for the, uh, the, the kind of the motivation for the main bad guy in that game. Yeah. Like, I never got to play that because I was just burned out on Fates by the time that thing came out. It was Strawberry that told me all about this. <laughs> I was like, really? They did that? That's terrible. But after finishing that, um, you know, the uh, the first part of the, what is it called? The Yakuza uh, Remastered Collection came out. So I've been playing uh, another 10-year-old game. I've been playing uh, Yakuza 3 again on PS4. And Yakuza 3... 
is kind of one of the ones that doesn't have the greatest reputation. You know, like uh, Yakuza One is obviously the one that's probably the 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 weakest entry. You know, it was the very first entry in the series. They were still figuring out what they were doing. You know, how the, how the game was going to be. It's way more serious than the later entries where they kind of found the balance between kind of like serious main story and silly side stories. But three is, I don't know, it seems like among the fans is kind of one of the uh, less revered entries. But this was always, this was the the very first Yakuza game that I played. I didn't play one or two. This was the one that I finally kind of got into. And so I've kind of had fond memories of it. But this is also kind of the last game that's really tied into the three is still pretty well tied into the the story in the first two games after three, um, you know, like four they're on, like basically no knowledge whatsoever is necessary of the earlier games. It doesn't really add, you know, they, they go off on their own little tangents and so that you don't really need to know anything, but a lot of uh, characters from one and two and events kind of get referenced in three. So I was kind of curious. I've always been kind of curious to come back to three after playing, you know, after last year, finally kind of making my way through the entire series. And, you know, like coming back to it, unlike the Kiwami games that they did, the Kiwami versions, whatever you want to call them, of one and two that they put out the last couple of years. Like this is just this is basically just a straight port. You know, they made it run on PS4. It runs at a better, they claim anyway, it's at a better frame rate. I don't really notice a huge difference in Yakuza, but, you know, they claim now it's, you know, 1080p 60. I guess maybe it was 30 on the PS3. Anyway, so it runs it runs a little bit better, but the gameplay, it just looks identical. They're, they didn't, you know, they didn't improve the textures. It's the same exact um, battle system, you know, the same exact brawling system that Yakuza 3 had. You know, the Kiwami games were updated quite a bit. Um, you know, they were updated to be much more in line with what was in 5 and 6 and actually had their own kind of unique twists and stuff on it. And this is just straight Yakuza 3 gameplay. And going back to it, I mean, that is the one downside is that it is the straight Yakuza 3 gameplay. And you kind of realize like, oh, yeah, they've come a long way in terms of gameplay in the last 10 years. <laughs> like the um, the the gameplay itself is just it's much more stiff. And I mean, one thing I was noticing, like with the enemies, like they they just block your attacks quite a lot. And you don't have a ton of moves, especially at the beginning of the game. You have almost no moves to blo- to actually break enemies' blocks. So it just kind of makes some of the battles kind of it lengthens them out and makes them kind of uh, annoying and tedious. It's the, you know things you don't really remember from ten years ago. But the game itself is still, e- even despite kind of like those small complaints, like the game is still a ton of fun. Um, one big plus of being on the PS4 is like the uh, the loading times, which used to be fairly decent on the PS3 are essentially non-existent on the PS4. So every time you're transitioning between like one building to another where normally you would have had to sit and wait, um, like now it's just almost instantaneous. It just loads right in. So it's not quite it's not seamless like the Yakuza 6 and some of the, you know, the latest entries, but it's. You know, at least you're not stuck waiting around on loading times. And I don't know, like the story itself is still just I'm just still adoring it. (laughs) It's been a lot of fun. Um, 
in this one, Kiryu um, gets the ability to learn extra moves, basically, oddly enough, by becoming a blogger. What? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So he'll be going around town, and he'll see something weird happen, and he will take photos of it, and then he'll write a little pithy quote about it and blog it, and then he'll get an idea for a new move to use. I love how all these things, you can tell what era they came from because of stuff like that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, it was 10 years ago. Blogging's big. We'll do that. (laughs) So, like, there was this one... um, part where this kid is throwing an absolute hissy fit like you know stomping and going nuts on the ground because he wants his dad to buy him a toy Mm -hmm. but this is Camarochero. this is the red light district it's not that sort of toy it's much more of an adult toy (laughs) yeah it's that kind of toy shop not 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 the kid toy shop Uh and the dad is like uh no um no we don't want to go in there no no son no and then the kid accidentally kicks the dad right in the genitals and <laughs> tra- drags the, uh, the the incapacitated dad into the shop. And Kiryu gets a new idea for how to, you know, a new move <laughs> to use on enemies. <sighs> and blogs about it, too, to boot. What was that? that was in Yakuza man. Zero where they'd have the inspiration system, right? Where you'd see things. Yeah, see, like, this, is, yeah this, is, this was like the earlier version of that in Yakuza 3. Mm. Some of that stuff comes back around. It's great, man. <laughs> but I've just been enjoying the heck out of replaying Yakuza 3. Even, even uh, it, it does, I, I guess that is the big um, addition because Yakuza 3 was the one where they had, when they originally put it out on the PS3, you know, they cut out the, uh, they cut out the hostess clubs, they cut out Mahjong, they cut out, you know, some of the side stuff that was super Japanese, you know, both for... I don't know, like part of it was probably saving money. Part of it was like, oh, well, Americans really get this stuff. Uh, That stuff's all back in. Um, One thing I didn't even realize is there's actually like uh, the later games, uh, Yakuza 0 especially has this where you actually manage a hostess club. And there is actually a hostess management game back here in Yakuza 3 which I didn't even realize was in the game. Um, some of that Although stuff was cut out originally when it came over. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? This, was, this wasn't in the game. Like, no, I just mean I didn't realize this. That was, you know, one of the things that was cut. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but, like, yeah, you can tell it's, like, it's much more rudimentary rather than the later one with where there's a lot of interactivity and, like, Yakuza 0. That one, I, I remember I got really hooked on that managing the hostess club minigame and this one's much more basic like you wander you wander around the club and the 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 men who are there are like oh i want glamorous girls and so you then you go back into the back room and you dress up the girl to look glamorous and then all the men want to (laughs) want to request that one want to request your girl it's like weird (laughs) so some of the stuff that got cut basically is just like uh yeah this wasn't that amazing (laughs) The the hostess stuff is there. I had forgotten how how long it takes to kind of go through that kind of stuff. They've in the later games they kind of changed that kind of thing to be um, much more streamlined. Like you just have to go over and over and over and over again to see the hostess to get like their affection meter up to where you can kind of get to the uh, the, the later dating scenes with see, them. You know, I've always and, felt like it was rushed in the um, in the newer ones. Or, 
because that's all I've played. And I was like, why yeah. does this fill so quickly? It feels like this should be something I have to do much longer. And I guess that's why. It's because people got that's tired why. of grinding it in the <laughs> old ones. Yeah, they, they, they maybe it could be a little bit longer in the later ones, but this one is a it's a little bit much. You're going to have to go like 10 or 15 times to kind of get the girl's affection level uh, filled up. Unless you, unless you find some of the uh, special items and other things that you can use to also raise the affection levels, but otherwise, you know, the game is the game is still really good. A lot of fun. Um, this one has the weird story that involves like um, uh, international. Uh, what is it? It's the international uh, weapons ring and the CIA, and <laughs> is delightfully crazy. But I'm just absolutely, but it's just fantastic. Yeah. And, and there's more Yakuza stuff coming later in the news, right? Yes. Yes. Um, Chris, what have you been playing? I played things. I played. Lies. Well, we'll talk some about it with yours. Um, I stared at the Monster Hunter Iceborne box a lot. Here it is. If you're on, if you're on the stream, you can see. Here's the box. I haven't opened it. Want to? Haven't had time. This is September. This is our reality. Uh, I started playing, um, organized my iTunes library this week, um, but that's not a game. And so, other than that, uh, Borderlands 3. Started playing that last night. It's out. You can play it. It's a game. Uh, Are there USB keys in it? Yeah, so there's actually no. an item that refers to Randy Pitchford's um, pornography USB drive in the game. Wait, really? Yeah, oh, I don't really? know if I sent that to you this morning. Holy cow. <laughs> of course there is. That's probably the link I can't get to open on my Reddit app, Anna. So you'd have to send that a different way. Yeah. You know, folks, Borderlands 3... Feels like Borderlands 2 with some quality of life improvements. And other than that, it's, yep, this is Borderlands again. Oh, and there's it, Is it that what people wanted? I guess. I, it's like, it's nothing new. It's, uh, the writing is not great. The story is kind of dumb. The gameplay is polished and they've got things in there like, now you have eye levels on your gun, so you can easily tell which one's better than others because doing you know statistical analysis of of guns every time you pick up one of thirteen weapons, which you do every twelve seconds in that game, was not fun. So now you can easily look at some eye levels, pick your guns. I love that. Um, and same with your shields and grenades and everything else. Um, they've got an easy respec button, so you can reset your your points. Um, it, it's at a vending machine near your home base, but like you easily reset your, your talents to try a totally different talent tree. I love that. And, uh, yeah. And then some new classes. So I'm playing a pet master. Um, it's a robot and he can, he makes friends with the, the monsters on the, on the planet. And so you start running around with one of them and then all your teammates try to kill your monster because they don't realize that it's your pet, even though it's colored different. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, that's been Borderlands 3 so far. I'm playing through with Mistyana and Chrissy, uh, uh, sometimes RP Gamer contributors. Um, and uh, we've been having fun because it's a multiplayer game, and multiplayer games are fun. And driving 
cars into other people's cars and knocking them off the edge of the world is uh, stop some, driving something off I cliff. like to do. <laughs> and then I drive off the cliff as I try to watch them fall. And so I die too. It's, it's the best. So uh, dumb fun. Still Borderlands. Uh, it's Borderlands, but cleaned up to be a little bit better. And there's some, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It hasn't been that funny yet. So that's uh, that's that's the game. Um, but I've only played like three hours now. So more to come as I keep playing. And yeah, I've been kind of boring this week, Anna. Sorry. You played a lot, though. Yeah. So um, I got a copy of River City Girls while we were at PAX. And I was so sad that I couldn't play it because I really, really wanted to play it. Um, and then I started playing it as soon as we got back and I have, I have concerns. Concerns? Oh no. I have heard positive things about this, so I'm curious to hear. Um, so here's kind of the dilemma that I have. Playing single player is really challenging. Playing two players is, feels amazing. Better. Hmm. Oh, it feels better. So, and here's the other problem is, is I get stuck on bosses. The bosses are really hard. Um, I keep getting called in harder. as a River City consultant. Yeah. It's like, Chris, come here. I need your help. Like, I don't want, I'm in the middle of like five other things. Come here. And like, to the point where it's almost starting a marriage argument. So I have to go. And we, we fight the boss. And it's like, Anna, that's okay. Yep. That's patterns. He's like, it's all bullet hell. I don't know why they put this in this game. And it's like, I, I, okay, you just dodged the bullets. And it's like, it's stupid. It's stupid. This game is stupid, is what she tells me. And then we play for a while. I love the game except the boss. And then uh, we, we eventually the finish the boss. And she's like, I hate this. Oh, thank you. No, actually, no. After the boss is like, thank you. Thank you. I'm going to go to bed now. And then she comes back later for more of the same punishment. Um, as this is the way I've been experiencing the game, and we also do some fighting outside of the bosses in order to buy my completely underleveled second player character some skills so I can at least function in the boss fights, I've realized I don't like the mechanics of the fighting in this game. I don't like how precisely lined up you need to be for hits to land. I don't mm. like how you can't stream combos together very well, or rather that it's very easy for the enemies to knock you out of any sort of combo attack. So it's like all these cool moves that you have that you're trying to learn how to string together. You can't because you keep getting interrupted after pulling off one or two of them. I don't like how every time an enemy gets up and you're near them, they pretty much hit you without a chance of you hitting them. And so you can only attack downed enemies with ranged or long range attacks. And I don't want to stand far away every time because I have 15 enemies or no, at any time, it's only like four enemies, but I still have to clear 15 enemies from the screen, four enemies at a time or whatever, and I just want to get going, and I don't like this game. Maybe I just don't like River City games, but this one just doesn't feel as good as even like the NES one to me, um, but whatever. This isn't my game. Anna, you seem to like it more than I do, right? Yes. Okay. So, Except the bosses. And you couldn't, you could not accept that there was going to be food and stuff that permanently leveled your character. 
Well, no, I mean, that was the way that the game worked initially for like all of the River City games. But all of the food that I'd run into, all of the stuff that I was using to recover my stamina, I wasn't seeing any stat increases. Now I'm finally seeing stat increases on the food. So I'm like, stuff my face. So they must have like, um, they gated it until later in the game, I guess. Or I just didn't notice. But you, you have to, and just like the first game, you have to eat it to understand what it does. But once you do it, they do at least label it like in the store so then you know what you're going to be buying in the future so it gives you a lot of incentive to like um experiment and try all the foods at a place but also like money's hard to grind because the battle system is a little like unforgiving and so it's like eh. but anyway anna's having fun going through the non-boss sections right yeah <laughs> oh did i i'm sorry did i take all the steam out of your, your little review here by complaining about the boss fights More or less. oh i'm sorry it's okay <laughs> uh, did you did, what, you haven't called on me in a while did you finish it no um so two things happened is this one i'm like i just i need a couple days break off this so i busted out live alive live alive that's a snes game yeah right yeah so with a uh, fan translation correct it's a Japanese SNES game. Yep. So you're playing it on an emulator on your PC. 3DS. 3DS. Because you made your husband spend hours hacking a 3DS so you could play Live Alive. No, you hacked the 3DS. And then I discovered it was very useful because I could play my development files on it. That's the reason I hacked it. Oh, okay. Remember? Uh, no, I don't. Yeah, for 3DS games. But then uh, we learned, hey, we could put emulators on this and you can play SNES games nice and easy. I'm upset because there's no good legal way to get this. Live Alive? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So it's like literally... That's why there's the... fan translations. Right. Do you want Fire Fem- Emblem 1776 3C on there too? Oh, I can't believe they translated that finally. Yeah. No, what I need you to do is dump our copy of Fire Emblem If. If you're worried about legal... You can always buy like the Super Famicom version and have a copy. It's impossible to, to get. I have one. It's not, it's eBay. It was like fifteen, twenty bucks. Yeah. I have never seen it. Like we go to conventions where they sell Japanese games. Yeah, but they never they don't it. have good stock at those conventions. Mm, I guess. You yeah. can get it on eBay for not too bad. There you go. Okay, I'll have to pick up an eBay copy. But yeah, so I played through five stories. I have two left to go. It's a weird game. So all of the scenarios play super differently. The only thing they have in com- common is they all have the same combat system. What's the pedigree of this game? Who's like the person who made it and what did they make later? Uh, stuff. Oh, okay. Like cool. uh, other <laughs> RPGs people like. Okay. Cool. Um, hang on. I'm pulling, up, you know. I'm pulling up the Wikipedia. It's a Square Enix game. Yeah. So I don't know any of these names. Yeah. Okay. What's the uh, new little Square game that came out? I can't even think about it. Uh, Switch game. That was pretty big for a bit. The uh, are you the talking eight about Oni Naki? No, the well, no, the one that just came out like uh, this past year. With the sixteen bit graphics. The Bravely Default one, Anna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Octopath Traveler. Octopath Traveler. Yeah, that's what live. That always reminds me of Live Alive. Ah, okay. So, yeah, it's really interesting. Um, I've played the robot. I've played the kung fu master. I've played the cowboy. And I've played the prehistoric caveman. Robot, kung fu master, cowboy, prehistoric. And then I played... 
Oh, oh, the wrestler. The wrestler. So I have two left. I have ninja and robot. Or cyborg. Yeah. So the ninja chapter, I, I, I'm very intimidated by it. So I've been following an FAQ when I get stuck because this game is like, it throws you in and you have to solve everything by yourself. Um, and so if I get like, oh, I don't really know what I should be doing next, I pull up an FAQ and it's like, all right, then off I go and I'll figure out the rest of it on my own. Um, so, yeah, that's been really interesting. I liked the cowboy chapter. The cowboy chapter, you had to run around and find stuff to make traps because there was going to be a gang coming to attack you. Um and so I like the first time I ran around, I found nowhere near enough stuff to make traps. It's like, all right, take two, run around, get all the stuff, get all the traps set up. That was much better. I also figured out if you're fighting a boss, you should never be on a diagonal with them because that's just death. All right. So, so the director of Live Alive was also involved in the directing and scenario writing of Chrono Trigger, was also involved in Parasite Eve. Lead designer for Final Fantasy IV, I believe. Final Fantasy IV, lead game designer, scenario writer, yeah. Um, involved in a lot of involved in a lot of the remakes of FF4. Um, Final Fantasy. Let's see. I am Setsuna. Special thanks, Oninaki, creative producer. But the, he really, he's a business guy now. He's the, high up. The so. guy who did the design for the game also designed Mother Three. Oh, there you go. Mother Three director. Uh, the, the designer of Live Alive, the battle director slash scenario designer of Live Alive, is the Mother 3 director, Magical Star Sign director, Magical Vacation director. So, no, I don't see a lot of, like, I don't know. I sp- thought there was supposed to be some pedigree here, but if there is, I don't know how it works out. Um, the, I think the big thing about this is that all of the artists weren't video game artists. They were all manga artists. Oh, okay. So the only one that I recognize the name of is Gosho. Why do you care about this game all of a sudden? Um, it's one of those games that it comes up in a lot of people's videos of, if you're going to steal a game, this is the game you should steal. Oh, okay. Soundtrack is the Kingdom Hearts lady. Yes, uh, Yoko. Uh, Shimo Mara. Yep. I never remember how to pronounce her name. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. so the only one that I recognize out of the list of artists here is uh, Gosho. And I know Gosho wrote um, Detective Conan. Yeah. Yep. There you go. It's like the one manga artist I remember because it's a ridiculous name and a ridiculous uh, name. Okay. Because it rhymes with faux show. Uh-huh. I don't look. I remember. Did you play anything else? Uh, Yeah. Um, So I uh, got a review copy of Puzzle Quest. Puzzle Quest. Yeah. uh, Puzzle Quest Switch. I got to actually get the real name of it. Um, Um, Puzzle Quest The Legend Returns. Puzzle Quest The Legend Returns. Okay. Um, And so... I like Puzzle Quest, and I'm sure I've talked about this on the podcast before because I've literally pay, played Puzzle Quest on every system it's come to. So I played Puzzle Quest when it came out on the DS, and then I played it again when it came out on the Xbox, and then I played it again when it came out on iOS, and now I'm playing it now that it's out on Switch. I love this game. 
this game. So I can give an impression of the first 20 minutes, and I can give an impression of the new classes. All right. So what class are you playing? I can tell you. uh, So I'm playing Paladin. That's one of the new classes? Yes. Okay. How's it work? uh, So Paladin um, revolves around yellow mana. Okay. So they have an attack. So your Paladin eats the yellow snow. Yeah. So I have an attack that is yellow and red, and then I have a heal that's yellow and blue. And then I also have a skill that I've picked up now that I'm fairly high level that lets me steal all of the enemy's yellow mana to whoop up my own. And that's pretty much the... Oh, and then I have a skill that turns every color of a of my choosing yellow. So I have lots of ways to just like up all the yellows and then I use them for spells. And that's how you play paladin. Yep. It's one of the. It's considered an easy class, mm-hmm. which is fine because I actually f- tend to prefer the easy or medium difficulty classes. But there's the new classes are blood, ma- blood mage, priest, monk, paladin, elementalist, and so you have one easy, two medium, and two hards. Um, so it's nice to so see. So does hard thing. mean you can't do as much damage, or no, that no, it's no. harder hard, to do hard, damage? Or hard what means mean? the the character. Um, is more challenging to play. Okay. And that is usually because you require a certain amount of synergy in the abilities, um, or you have to think about the way that you're going to play a little differently. And I I don't know how to explain that any better. Because sure. it's, it's a puzzle quest. <laughs> so for those who are unfamiliar with the puzzle quest mechanics, you match three or more gems of the same color, those become your mana. You use mana to cast spells. And then you forget about the five gem matches that were on the board that you missed. So you lose the opportunity to get extra turns. And then the, your enemy gets five hits on you in a row and you lose. Right. And my complaint about this is the same complaint that I've had every time that I've played this. And that the computer seems to cheat in that it can clearly see gems that are above the board and are going to fall in. Because every once in a while, it will just randomly do a move that on the surface appears to be incredibly poor. And then it will drop in four skulls. So not only do they do massive damage, but they get an extra turn. So yeah, if you match four um, gems, you get an extra turn. If you match five gems, you get an extra turn. And you get a wild card. And the wild card um, ups the amount of mana that you get when you match gems. So yeah. And then there's... Um, capturing. So once you've defeated an enemy a certain amount of time, you have to have the opportunity to capture them. And that is like a predetermined board where it's like you you can only win if you do the right moves in the right order. Usually it's like three to seven moves. Um, and then once you've um, captured things, you can either train them to be a mount, and that is fighting against um, a enemy with a timer per turn, or you can learn spells, and to learn spells, you have to gain a certain amount of mana without running the board completely out of moves. And so, yeah, it's cool. And I I feel like they've made some things easier. So one of the things that they did is there's a little box in the corner where when you face an enemy, it'll give you like a heads up. It's like some enemies are easy, some enemies are normal, some enemies are hard, some enemies are tough. Uh, but you can also further modify that by clicking on the little thingy in the corner where it's like, you can make this fight easy. 
in exchange, you will get 25% less gold, 25% less experience. Or you can keep it on normal, no penalty. Or you can flick it to hard. And if you beat uh, an enemy under hard, you get 25% more gold, 25% more experience. So it's like, all right, I'm really good at facing zombies because they um, never, you know, uh, go after yellow mana. So I'm able to collect it all myself. And then I can do um, smashes, you know, all day long. And then I can kill them really fast. It's like, all right, so here's a griffin. Griffin does soar. They like to eat all the yellow mana. So we're competing for the same resource. They're much more challenging for me to beat. I'm going to play them on easy. Or normal. So, yeah, that's what I've been playing this week. So, review and come oh, Puzzle Quest. Yay! That means we're done with now playing. Yes. Yay! Time it's for feedback. feedback. Time. All right. Um, so, Josh. Yes. I made a comment about condo, and you made yes. a clarification. Well, well, it's just one of those things where um, condo over the years has made pretty similar comments about wanting to bring like trails games to modern platforms, but they Falcom has seen to ever since they did uh, the PS4 port of Tokyo Xanadu, which they did at least partially to kind of uh, get that game out in the West they have shied away from kind of doing their own internal ports mainly because they haven't sold very well in Japan. And so they've been more than willing. They've all, well, Falcom's always been more than willing to kind of partner with other companies to do uh, ports or updates of their older games. But Falcom at least has kind of shied away from that. So like when Kondo said that at, I think it was anime expo talked about like wanting to get those games out on the, you know, modern consoles. I'm not sure that really is like necessarily any sort of change from like what Falcom has, you know, uh, from the Falcom's policy on that sort of thing from the last three or four or five years. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if, in a, you know, like in a year or two, NIS shows up as making, you know, uh, uh, a modern port of the Crossbell games or something like that. But, uh, you know, like I'm not expecting Falcom to necessarily do that. And not to mention that the Trails in the Sky games would kind of have the added issue of dealing with uh, Exceed probably still owning the rights to them in the West and how that would work, you know, if they tried to do, you know, if they tried to make a PS4 or a Switch version of those. Whether we, you know, whether uh, Exceed might still own the rights to that, <laughs> but ho- hopefully uh, NIS will work with them and we'll get like a a, a newer, more up to date version of the Crossbell games. There's a, a PC version of them that I think one of their Chinese partners did, and that actually got ported back to Japan. But you know, I don't know what the likelihood of working out that sort of logistics is in terms of getting that out in the West. So there's you, you, two Crossbell games or three? I never remember. Two. Right. Two Crossbell games. So one of them, yeah, there's a Chinese PC release, and there's already a, a fan translation of that game, which is just yeah. buy it from a Chinese site, slap the patch on, play. Yeah. The problem is, is the yeah. other one's PSP only. Yeah. Well, it, there's a uh, PS Vita version of those two games. Really? Um, the, those, that. Yes. Yes, see that that was one they worked with uh, Katakawa on. Katakawa actually did uh, almost all the heavy lifting on those, and they added voice acting. They updated the graphics. Um, I believe they had a, a updated soundtrack, like they added a bunch of new tracks and remixes. That was pretty much most of what Falcom did on those. Was they you know updated you know 
redid the soundtrack. But yeah, Katakawa did that. That's part of the reason we never got those in the West was because now you're not just dealing with Falcom. You're also dealing with Katakawa. So you got to negotiate with both companies to get the rights. That wouldn't be a barrier to entry for Nisa, even though it would have been a barrier of entry for Exceed. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe we'll see those ported over to PS4. That would be nice. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you're right. Um, XE definitely has the rights to tits because um, Cold Steel, um, they did the two PS4 ones, even though they pretty clearly weren't working with Falcom that much anymore. Yeah. So, all right. Um, we had a question of the week, which was, um, what September RPGs will you be jumping right into? And Bobby answers, quote of the week. The rest of the September will be exactly what I was doing as I was listening to you guys. Monster Hunter World Iceborne. That's what I should be doing. <laughs> I don't think there's anything else on my radar for September or for the rest of the year. Um, Featherhoof says, some of the bigger choices were taken away from me, so my decision is a little easier. I'd love to play Iceborne, but I play on PC, so I can't until January. Aww. I'd love to be playing Borderlands 3, also on PC, but I won't be until April 2020 when it comes to Steam. Mm. Uh and I'd love to play Final Fantasy fourteen, but uh, who am I kidding? I'm going to be playing the hell out of Final Fantasy fourteen. There you go. As for other games that are actually coming out in September, I'll definitely be spending time uh, with Zelda Link's Awakening because it's still to date my favorite Zelda game. Nino Kuni on Switch and grading Dragon Quest Eleven S. Although that won't arrive for me until October, so I don't know if that counts. Um, It doesn't count. I mean, Does it's it a September count? release. It yeah, because we want to know what they're playing for the rest of the year. So yeah. sure, that counts. Com- comes out on the 28th. All right. so I, I'll allow it. Yeah. All right. Er, it comes out on the 27th. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. If you weren't getting launch day shipping, it would arrive in October. All right. Um, Shaman writes in and says, I'm stalled in three houses, but I'll take time out to play Link's Awakening and the DQ11 demo when I have a chance to pick up my Switch Lite. Oh, that's coming out really soon, isn't it? Yeah. Switch isn't that the same week Lite. as Leak Awakening? Um, I think so. It's when we can hack your Switch. Yeah, launching 920. Ooh, this should be our question yeah. of the week. Hang on. I'm scrolling down. Question Switch Lite? Are you getting a Switch Lite? No. Why yes. Or Just two words. Switch Lite. Or Switch Lite. Switch Lite. Switch Lite. Switch Lite. All right. Uh, back to the feedback. All right. Um, Mr. Wolf. Mr. Wolf. Uh, did he text us? Yeah. Yes. All right, Mr. Wolf. Hey, it's been a while ago, since I I've sent any feedback. Hello. Hello. Firstly, I have no idea what, what you're even talking about. Huh? Yep. <laughs> there you go. All Neither, right. The feeling's mutual, Mr. Wolf. <laughs> I can't believe anyone else is actually playing Omega Labyrinth Life. I haven't been able to put too much time into it because of Fire Emblem, but it's what you pay for. Jiggles and dungeons and lots of innuendos, if not straight up being like, hey, look, titties. Um, That's true. Uh, But as I said, Fire Emblem has been taking up most of my spare time. I haven't reached the time skate yet, and I haven't reached the three-way battle between the houses, so I'm kind of back a little, but I only ever played Awakening, and I'm super glad the waifu stuff is gone even though I can still say Bernadetta is just the best. Bernadetta is the best. She's pretty awesome. Um, Also, you said the text was small, and I thought, oh, well, I have good vision. Nope. I play strictly handheld, and have 
would have too. Put the switch to my face to see literally anything. It's bad. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so it's, small. It's too it's, small. Yeah, it's it's definitely too small. But then again, we are three older people, so. Jeannie's sitting <laughs> on her pillow. Oh and lord, we're talking about our cat again. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I am cat easily cast. distracted by Jeannie. All right. So if you want to send in feedback, there's a few ways. You can be like Mr. Wolf. You can call or text us, 608-729-4098. Ooh, people listen really fast. All right. You can call or text at 608-729-4098. There you go. Yeah. Very good. You can listen to the show every Saturday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. You can join Power Lord. And we're missing Vaughn this week because he's in Japan. And we're missing Ninji because... Is Neighbor is driving him insane at the moment. Um, but you can you can join all the people that normally watch us live. Twitch.tv slash RPGamer. Um, or you can do like Shaman and Victor and Featherhoof and Bobby Watson and Josh did. And go to RPGamer.com, find the most recent podcast thread, and slap your comment down there. And we really like feedback, so thank you guys. Um, you can also email podcast at RPGamer.com. No one does, except for I think Jason. But his Do you actually check that? Every week. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I just, I feel bad because like Jason Ariola emails us and then it ends up in the spam and I don't know why. I've, I've marked it not actually spam multiple times and it still ends up being there. All right. Hey, Chris. What's up? It's time for the news. Beep, 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 There's lots of news. There's so much news. Yeah, it is the season. Are you going to read it? It's TGS. Sorry, I was just changing my PSN password since I just accidentally streamed it. So, <laughs> <laughs> my apologies. GG, Chris. GG. Better than your credit card number. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, no. See, we have a single credit card that we use for basically all online purchases. We do? Yeah, the, the US Plus one. No. Uh, okay, that's the one that I use for all purchases. Yeah, Beca- that's that's the food card, Anna. You really have no idea what our strategies are. No, it's the Amazon card that I use now. Yes, that's better. Yeah, yeah. But and also so- not accurate because we're switching to the Apple card. <sighs> but uh, you I know, can't use your Apple card. No, but you need to get your own at some point. Oh. We, Anyways, we'll put it off for a little bit. That's um, fine. Yeah, yeah. So the idea was when we first got married, and apparently that idea has gone the way for some reason that I don't particularly understand is one card used online all the time. No, that was never the goal. See, we had multiple cards with different discounts. So for a while I was trying to min max the discounts. Now I've decided (sighs) tracking our purchases and being aware of where we're spending so that we can be more responsible for our money is more important. That means fewer cards and better notifications for those cards. Right. So So the idea is, is, if we have one card that we use online for everything, then when it gets stolen, not if, when, because we've discovered it's just a matter of when. No, there's never been an o- the goal for an online-only card. This okay, was only in your head, that's apparently. That's my goal. You forgot to tell me about this one. Okay. So I have a different goal, which is one card, period. Right. Well, Did I mean, she tell you and you thought you were dreaming? Apparently. And then we'll <laughs> have is, a backup card this, this on, on hand. This was the 4147 you know? card for a long time. We used it online everywhere. And then every time it got stolen, it was like, well, at least it's only one card. Yeah, that was just the card we used for everything. Then we started min-maxing, and then that was a bad idea. So, in other words, I was right at one point. Well, not because... But that was a card for everything, not the online card. 
it, Chris the is all about min-maxing today. The reason it felt uh, like the online-only card. card is because there was a food-focused card, again, for min-maxing reasons, and that's why it felt like that was the card we always used in person, because the only time we'd use it is when we went out to eat. So I think that's why you had that impression. So It's my fault. I, I apologize. I'm a terrible husband. What are we talking about? How do we get onto this? When our card gets stolen, it's easy to see that it was stolen because we get notifications. Uh, yeah, and? And it's easy to say, hey, our car got stolen again. Well, why did you bring that up? Uh, oh, because I, uh, I just leaked my PSN password. Yeah. And Josh and said, better than your credit card number. And you're like, oh, forget that. We're used to getting our credit card number stolen. Yes! <laughs> this is why I married you. You can translate me. Yeah, I understand now. All, yeah. right. All right. Can you talk about the news, please? I can. So... Um, I believe I have these set up in order, but maybe not. Um, First one is Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered. Apparently, I don't have it properly set up in order. Uh, where's the Crystal Chronicles to? Well, shoot. I, maybe you have it backwards? I, sometimes that's... Here it is. It is near the end. So, let's see. Square Enix has announced that Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remaster is coming out January 23rd, 2020. Bucket party! Bucket party! Bucket party! There's a, there's a trailer. And, uh, yeah. It's the GameCube game. It's not that great. People shouldn't care about it. But we Anna like cares it about it. We like because it's Bucket Party. And you, know, you can play I never played Bucket Party with friends. Oh, so. no. See... And the... Go ahead, Josh. Oh no, there's crossplay, but they haven't said exactly what platforms are actually getting the crossplay. Uh, uh, they're still working Switch it out. <laughs> it seemed to be the that, two that they were showing. That means the they're trailer. still trying to figure it out with the with Sony, probably. Yeah, probably. All right, so are we gonna get on Switch and play with Mistyana and Crystal? Uh, and we're gonna play player? with people. Okay, we're gonna I play don't with know people. who we're gonna play with. Four Josh, player. do you want to play bucket party with oh, us? Oh boy. Sure. Bucket party. Hey, bucket party. Podcast bucket party, maybe. All right. Woohoo! Uh, all right. So Rune Factory 4 Special Edition has been announced. Yeah, so the game itself will be 40 and then the Collector's Edition is, what, 60? 60, and yeah. you get a physical yeah. copy of the game, 160-page art book, official soundtrack D- CD with 33 tracks on it. That's a good one. See, no, no, no. It's 36, it's, 36, three new tracks. Yeah, okay. so it's not all from Rune Factory 4. It's actually from the Rune Factory series. It says three, 33 uh-huh. tracks from the original release, three new tracks. No. Oh, it's wrong? It's 33 tracks from Rune Factory 1 through 4 and Tides of Destiny. Oh, our story's wrong then. Okay. Mm. Swimsuit Day DLC and a collector's box. All right. That's enough about Rune Factory 4. I didn't hear that game was any good anyway. It is, except the third arc. Oh, okay. And I think I've talked about this before. I can't keep it straight. Uh, The teal deer is every time you wake up after finishing the first two arcs, there is a percentage chance that the third arc will activate. Oh, boy. It's low. Oh, boy. Oh, God. <laughs> so you could be just grinding for a while. So it, make sure if you go into that game, you want to enjoy just farming for a long time because you might be. Yeah. And I mean, I understand why they do it. There's there's a similar sort of trigger between the first and the second arcs, which is supposed to encourage you to do things other than the story, like animal husbandry and uh, uh, wooing all the bachelors and bachelorettes mm-hmm. and um, farming and stuff. And so I get why there's a cooldown. It's just the third arc. Yeah, it. I never was able to activate it. I played for over an in-game year, and I was mm-hmm. just like, nope, I'm done playing this game. Okay. Star Ocean, first departure R. Okay, Star Ocean, first departure... Wait, wait, where'd it go? Here it is. It's uh, coming out in December? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, this is the mobile game? 
This is the remake of a remake. Oh, this is the remake of a remake, so not the mobile game. It's uh, no. no, didn't the mobile game get announced that they were shutting know. it down? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that one's gone. Okay. Yeah. So this is a PS4 and Switch title coming out in Japan on December 5th. A deluxe edition is coming from the PS4 version. Uh, okay, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? It's remastered. It's not coming to the U.S. Except, no, except at the end of the story, surprise. it says it's coming out in North America and Europe on December 5th as well. Yeah. What? It's a worldwide simultaneous <laughs> release. Who knew? We didn't know, but now we do. The Western release will include English and Japanese PSP voice cast options as well as the newly recorded voiceovers featuring the Japanese cast of the original Super Famicom version. Okay. That's Which kinda is kind of cool. crazy. The Super Famicom back, game had voice acting? They went back and got the cast that did little sound clips for the Famicom, Super Famicom version and like had them re-record. That's... That's Someone cool. tell me if this is any good. This is a remake of the original Star I liked Ocean. it on PSP. All right. But I mean, it's it's pretty basic, you know, sort of com- action combat. Yeah, basic. Mm-hmm. This is still when they're in the MMO, or is that Ben Rutkin? Uh, who knows? All right. <laughs> All right, cool beans. There, there's no Nobody traveling knows. around space in this one. All right, that's for sure. There's naked cat ladies, though. Apparently, so a lot of that. Well, well gotta have that. Yeah. What's important in space games? You only cat girls. All right, Parasaga release dates has been revealed. The remake of Romancing Saga 3 is coming out in North America and Europe on November 11th this year, which is the same date as Japan. Then we've got... Uh, wow, that's going to come and out there, on everything. There's one big PC, thing about PS4, that Saga Vita, 3. Xbox One, Vita? Vita, yes. Vita. Vita. In the U.S.? A Vita game in, in the US? U.S.? Vita? I think right. it may be the very last Vita game. <laughs> Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, iOS, and Android. So uh, you should be able to find a platform you enjoy playing that on, um, unless you only have an Xbox, in which case I don't know how you're listening to this. Um, Romancing Saga 3 was originally came out in Super Famicom 95, blah, 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 blah. All right. So the second date is Saga Scarlet Grace Ambitions, which will be coming out in North America and Europe on December 3rd. That's right, you get less than a month to finish that other one. This will be PC, PS4, Switch, iOS, and Android. No Vita on this one, sorry. Oh, what? an Xbox Ooh. One is on the first one. Wow, I was wrong. I'm sorry, I misspoke. Yeah. Um, but no Xbox on the second one. That's weird. Um, this second <laughs> one is uh, a new game. It's a Japan-only title, Saga Grace, now being kind of enhanced and put out on PS4, PC, Switch, and iOS, and Android. <gasps> Woo! Michael Baker gives us our thoughts on the Japanese Vita version. Yeah. And if those platforms make no sense, please just go back and look for our story, and then you can look it up because, yeah, that's too many platforms in a short period of time to be able to follow what I just said. The Turks are showing up in a new Final Fantasy VII trailer. So is I don't know why anyone's why this is newsworthy because, of course, the Turks would be in the game, and you see a little bit of the guy who's who... Oh, wait, that would be spoilers now at this point. Never mind. <laughs> Turks. Got those spoilers for the 20-year-old game. Yeah, all right. Uh, they show off some Ifrit and Shiva Sovens, the frog status. The frog status? I didn't see the frog status. Yeah, the frog status. You didn't see that part in the... No, I didn't watch it. The trailer it. Oh, looks there it pretty is. cool. Yeah, frog. Oh, the, the, the sword is still on his back. That's cute. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now I've seen it. I, honestly, I'm kind of on blackout on this because it's like I don't care about Final Fantasy 
seven enough to care about watching every trailer. And if it ends up being good, I would rather not have trailer spoiling things for me anyway, because then I'll just go into it and enjoy oh, it. Oh, they introduced classic mode. In seven? Yeah. Where do I... What? The seven remake. Where do I see this? Um, they, Is it, it in the like trailer? This morning. What? What's what's classic mode? All right. Cla- uh, classic mode. Okay, I'm looking it up. Remake. Features classic mode. Plays closer to original turn-based style. Okay, this could go good or it could go bad, but all right. So this came out at TGS apparently today? Yeah. Yeah. Like literally a couple hours ago. All right. So this is... Oh, excuse me. Sorry, this is loud. Sorry, Anna. Uh, in, on the P- podcast, you probably didn't hear that. But all right. So we've got... All right. We got them running down. They're running... Okay. So they're showing that original demo again. And are you going to get to the point where I have... Oh, and they also revealed that a bunch of the mini games. So, like, you know how you had to do a bunch of mini games to get all of Cloud's costumes to do a go to cross dress to get to Don Cornario or whoever? Yeah, yeah, they're all in. Okay. Yeah, they're they're cool looking. Oh, okay. So here we go. Command, and he does a command and he does a special thing, but then between that, you're kind of pounding on a fight command. So it's like every so often something fills up, I guess, and then you can do like. No, that's a normal mode. Or is that the normal mode? That's okay. that's normal mode. Okay. So let's see if I can find command mode in this video somewhere okay here's an xfinity commercial um here's the mini games doing squats where's command mode okay oh all right so here we go you're choosing magic okay that seems all right and then what fight and then what i don't i don't you know what this video doesn't explain how this is working so it's not straightforward. So it's not really a turn-based thing. So we need more info. Let's see. Do, 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 All do, right. Do, do, so do, do, do. in in the way that you normally play it, you kind of like mash on the attack button to fill up an ATB gauge, which then lets you pause the action to do special attacks. Okay. Right. In classic mode, standard attacks are automated, and it fills up on its own. Yes. So that's classic. Yeah. <laughs> And actually, I'm kind of 100% okay with that because I don't want to spend... This isn't classic mode. This is RSI mode. This is for people whose hands hurt by pressing buttons Yes! <laughs> that's why I'm excited about it. I'm kind of excited too. Um, that's good. Yeah. All right. Easy and normal modes. And then they showed a new combat mode called classic mode. All right. So what is easy and normal then? Um I guess I have to look that up on a different story. Thanks. <laughs> All right. There you go. Classic mode. So no more pounding the button a billion times. You can just wait for the gauge to fill up and make a decision. Which also means, does that mean you, does that take dodging and stuff out of the play as well? Because no, I would think no. some monsters dodging, if it's an action game, your placement of your character and not just sitting under attacks and holding the button a bazillion times um, matters, right? Yep. So how does that get handled, right? I don't know. Maybe you still have to worry about where you're positioning your character. I would But then you... Okay, yeah, it looks like you move him in close and he'll start attacking, attacking, attacking. He's doing nothing. He's automatically guarding. Okay, and then his button filled up, and he was able to do a command. And then he presses X to just wait, wait, wait. It's guarding. Yeah, okay. 
it's interesting. It's very different. So that's uh, there. There you go. Classic mode and or easy mode. It's hard to tell what we're seeing because this is a Japanese focused video. But uh, more info to come next week after people actually get this properly translated and understand what was said. So, all right, we'll move on. Right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Horror RPG Amori is coming to consoles. Anna will be reviewing it for us. <laughs> no? No? All right. This is from uh, publisher Playism, developer Omocat. They're doing... Uh, it was a Kickstarter. Uh, it's finally coming to Switch. It was already being planned for PC and Mac. They're giving in and doing Switch as well. And Giving in is such a weird way to say it. Sorry. Um, we don't know when, though. Um, PC and Mac apparently is by end of the year. Um, sometime this other stuff will be next year, it looks like. Um, we don't know. Conf- okay. So anyway, Amori's coming to consoles at some point. So if you care about that, that's a thing. Uh, Final Fantasy VII. Uh, Final Fantasy VII. Yakuza VII. <laughs> <laughs> it's turn-based now. Yep. <laughs> Which is a turn. It, Yakuza VII may be more like Final Fantasy VII than Final Fantasy VII Remake. <laughs> I would just like to point this out in several ways, including the fact that they showed off a summon this week. Oh man, the summon is just so amazing! It's amazing because it's not—you're not doing magic; you're just making a phone call. So they hype <laughs> up you using your smartphone. They hype up how the summon happens. You get some lobsters jumped on the guy, and the lobster There's acts sparks like coming it's a, off it's of your amazing. phone as he taps on it. Yes. Well, he swipes on the wipe, and then he charges up his finger and presses call. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, it'll be called Yakuza Like a Dragon, um, and there's new mini games. There's you can get to go go karting now. Yeah, and... if there's Mario Kart, basically. <laughs> yeah, you're playing as a new protagonist. So, um, and two new characters were introduced: Sa- Saiko Mukoda and Koichi Arachi, who can join your party. And there you go, because it's turn-based, so you'd want more people in a party, wouldn't you? So, and... Well, yeah, they kind of explained it. Like, you don't have Kiryu anymore, so you can't take on giant mobs of people all by yourself. Only Why Kiryu not? can do that. Oh, oh okay, yeah, fine, sure. <laughs> <laughs> of course. You know, they're fitting it into the story. Yeah, uh-huh, sure. Uh-huh. You get... <laughs> I'm just watching him, this game. I'm watching a sumo guy attack a tree, you running over pop cans to collect them for recycling, and then somebody getting a literal, like, um, cart full of money, and a, and a steam steam shovel roaring like it's a monster about to attack you. Okay, this game looks amazing. I can't wait. Uh, did we, did we get to mention that, that this is also a, a whole new area because now it's in Yokohama and not in Tokyo? Oh, okay. So now now we that's how you make sure Kirio doesn't show up and we can focus on doing yeah that's part new. of it yeah. <laughs> hmm. It's kind of funny because they've mentioned uh, Yokohama a bunch of different times in the game. They even were talking about it in Yakuza Three, like that's where the uh, Yokohama is over there, where like the Chinese mob is. And, and like, yeah, they they showed that in one of the trailers, like that the Chinese mob shows up in this game. So they got even those little ties that they've built up in earlier games are Josh, still coming back in the seventh. The dude, yes, in, the dude who runs around in the diaper shows up. So oh, I know, I know, <laughs> the diaper <laughs> guys are back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
A Knight's Quest is a game coming out this <laughs> fall. That's literally my story here. It's called from Curve Digital and Sky Nine Games. It's coming out. It's called A Knight's Quest. It's twenty five bucks. PC, PS four, Xbox One. Uh, okay. Uh, you. Ha- it's an action RPG. It looks like so. Is this? Is this like? Should I know this game already? No. Okay. So, looks like a Zelda E or action RPG E. I don't know what's going on. It looks fine. All right. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot got a release date, January 17th, 2020. That's the RPG, action RPG Dragon Ball game. So I look forward to that. And Mistover got a demo. This is the Crafton Game Union's Dungeon Crawling RPG. The demo is available on PC via Steam, PS4, and Switch ahead of the launch on October 10th. So you can get the demo now. Yeah, you can get it now. And it looks like one of these dark indie... Is this the dungeon crawling RPG? And this time, uh, your battle system Yeah, is, it's a roguelike. It's a roguelike, but what's your combat like? How does this work? Is this the darkest dungeon? Is this turn-based? Is this? Yeah, it's very darkest dungeon. Or no, it's like... It certainly um, has the aesthetic of darkest dungeon. Yes. I, I did an interview with him. Oh, okay. We talked about it a little bit ago. Ooh, you can so get a werewolf. Cool. Check that interview. Yeah. I want a team full of werewolves. I made Chris angry by making a bad joke w- today. What do you call a werewolf who's also a YouTube streamer? A like and subscribe. Ah. <laughs> so I'm going to have a team full of like and subscribers. So we'll see. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Aluna, Sentinel of the Shards, was announced. From Enfusion Interactive and DigiArt Interactive. Okay. Uh, Aluna, Sentinel of the Shards. It's an action RPG starring Aluna. <laughs> All right. So this is a Diablo-style game. So Diablo-style gameplay setting based on Incan mythology that uh, features seaside cliffs, large jungles, and volcanic canyons. That's right. We've got the water level, the forest level, and the fire level. Enjoy. Uh, it's being <laughs> developed for PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Sometime out in 2020. can always enjoy more Diablo games, and yet I found I can't play them all. There's too many of them now. There are too many good ones. Too many decent ones. Too many decent ones. Too many good ones. Both. <sighs> so instead, I'll, I'll get hyped for Project Soccer Wars. <laughs> Instead, you'll play an anime. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see. More details came out at TGS. Sega has also announced an animated adaptation of the game. Makes sense since what? it's a, it's basically an anime anyway, right? Yeah. Um, it'll be same, uh, same company who's doing the anime cutscenes in the game is going to do the anime. Oh, what a shock! Kind, uh, kind of makes sense. Yeah, kind of the standard nowadays. Uh, yeah. More details on the characters. I'm not going to read them all out for you here. Uh, just know that they're getting an anime. And you can get some story details if you watch. And we've got a bunch of trailers you can watch, like some of the anime and the game. And, you know, this is the one that's disappointing to me because it's not a tactical (laughs) RPG. But, you know, at least it's still kind of cool and weird. It's definitely still sacratizing. It's still bizarre. Yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah, it's still bizarre, but it's no TRPG. And that makes me sad. I know. I miss I miss there, there just aren't enough strategy RPGs anymore. So it's sad to lose one. But I'm just glad Sakura Tyson is back. It's been gone for, you know, 15 years or whatever. <laughs> Since the Wii. Yeah. All right. So... Oh, and wasn't there one story we missed? The Nintendo one? I don't know. What is it? What is Ring the story? Fit. 
Oh. No. <laughs> no, we're not talking about that one. <laughs> Nintendo's putting out a new fitness thing. Oh, it's a Lordy. fitness RPG. Is it? Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, it's, a, actually, it's a giant they're plastic pitching it ring. As an RPG. It's a giant plastic ring mm-hmm. that you yeah. put one Joy-Con in. You strap the other one to your leg, and then you shake the ring around, and it you do things. Revol- and and you look like an idiot mechanic. in your living room. Yep. And it's all <laughs> to encourage you to be fit, um, except like the more smart thing would be to do something using the balance board, I would think. But, you know, whatever. Um, they went this route instead. And how is it an RPG, Anna? They're levels. You, you get more powerful. There's mm. a story to follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure it's deep and in-depth. Does it tie into (laughs) your body's level? Or do you just shake the ring enough and you level up? Okay. That is unclear at this point. (laughs) We got a Nino Kuni movie review. Yes, Nino Kuni came out to theaters in Japan. Our dude in Japan went and watched it. And it seems like it's a meh sort of experience overall. Like, not bad, but not as great as it could have been. Um, and it feels like it's trying to be a Studio Ghibli film, uh, of course, since you know they co- collaborated on the original game. Is this? It's a new story, I think. So there you go. Nobody cares though. I did get to learn that there's isekai as a genre, which is an other world genre. So I guess the people going into another world that's parallel to our own is like a big film genre in Japan. So. It's just a big genre in Japan of, you know, video games, manga, anime, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, Oh, like that. What was the one? My wife's fighting combo is amazing. No, my wife. My mother's. My mother has a two button combo that's incredible or something like that. They have weird animes like this. That time I was reincarnated as a slime. Um, I will protect my daughter. The... I don't know, the RPG, the movie. I don't, it's, it's a lot of weird. Just go, go review Crunchyroll for the current season. A lot of weird titles out there. So, uh. Do you love your mom and her two-hit multi-target attacks? There you go. Why am I, do, I... The title makes me scared that we're going for an incest theme. That's all. <laughs> I'm just a little worried. I mean, mom is dressed a little... She, yeah, exactly. But I think the, the 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 twist there is that your mom is better at surviving inside your MMO than you are. Yes. Okay, cool. Yep. I just love it because you go adventuring with your mom and she treats everybody like they're her precious children. Mm. They're her precious cinnamon rolls. Okay. <laughs> Except her actual son who wants nothing to do with her. Mm. Oh, have you watched this at all now? I'm familiar with it. Okay, all right. Uh, we have an adventure corner column that went up where you can see a review of the sinking city. I don't know what this is. Not one's really about. a review. Oh. Um impressions? Yeah. Alright, there you go. Deep dive. Alright, there you go. That's uh go check that out. I don't know anything about it the sinking city, other than apparently it's some sort of adventure game. So there you go. Um we have an editorial up about why do we go back to Warcraft Classic. Maybe I should read that so I can understand why all my friends are crazy. Um that might help. Um, Starpoint. What? What? Who wrote that? I didn't, I didn't notice that one. Um, it is written by. I will tell you. Uh, Eric Van Asselt. Eric Van Asselt. <laughs> Hair Frog is the username. So there you go. 
Go check it out. All right. Starpoint Gemini 3 is now on Steam Early Access. Um, I don't know what that is. It's a, well, it's a sequel to Starpoint Gemini 2. Anna. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, these, these, are, these are our briefs. Yeah, it's a it's a $20 game in early access. You get a free copy of the second game if you buy this one. Um you are it, it's a it's a space sim. So a space it's RPG. It's an open Never world space RPG. Yeah, so maybe you should look into it, Anna. It might be relevant to a community that you manage. Uh, the dude has a Hotas in his ship. <laughs> Just want to point that out. You can clearly see his Hotas. All right. Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind DLC gets a TGS trailer. That's all I'm going to say about it because I'm sure it's spoiler laden. So you can go watch that trailer if you're done with the game and want to get hyped for it. Um, Remnant from the Ashes got its first content update. This is the Gunfire Games game. Um, I don't remember what this is. They added a dungeon. This is the third person co-op action RPG. And what does this look like? I need some help. Come on. Come on. Give me some screenshot story. It's, it's a brief, Chris. No, I want to know what it is. I can't remember what it is. All right, I don't get to know. Children of Morta is getting a signature edition for no, PC. No, no, yeah. So they announced the signature edition a while ago, but it was going to be console only. Now they now it's, it's on PC, PC as well. well. Children of Morta is pretty cool. I started playing that last week. I should get back into it, but you know, September. Um, so we'll see how that happens. Um, oh, I put that story up twice. Persona Five: The Royal got an opening movie release. So you can watch the actual opening movie that plays when you start the game, um, or you can wait. Yeah, new intro screen. So Persona 5 Royal is coming out in Japan on October 31st, and then North America and Europe in spring of next year. That will be the official end of our September games, Anna, because Persona 5 will be out, and it's like, okay, time um, to stop playing these. We're going to play Persona 5 together. Except it's 2020 in I know. North America. I know. That's I'm saying it will take us that long. To wrap up September games, we won't finish, and this will come out and be like, fine, done with these. Time for Persona. Do you understand? I do understand And now. you agree, don't you? I'm not going to argue. <laughs> Other than Bucket Party that comes out in January, I Bucket guess. Bucket Party. Yeah. January is starting to become the new September. That's all right. Half of those will be rescheduled for March. So No, because March <laughs> is the Final Fantasy VII remake, and no one wants to compete against that. Oh, they probably should, though. No, it'll be great. It's going to be great. I got to be positive about it. All right. Orange Blood console platforms confirmed. What's Orange Blood? It's this. It's a. It's a game. I don't <laughs> actually remember. I think we have a PAX impression. There's a. There is a PAX impression. This is. Um, no, no, uh, just leave it at that. You're really bad at understanding what brief means. Yeah, because so I think we do a bad on. job of deciding what briefs are. So there's a trailer for it. If you want to go see the trailer and the story, I think we've already posted that. But it's coming to PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch. So if you're psyched for Orange Blood, be psyched for what platforms it's on. System Shock 3 has a trailer out that's showing early gameplay. So you can see what a modern-looking System Shock looks like. And then you can go complain about what they are doing or not doing that you wish they would or wouldn't in the game. So, and that is System Shock 3. So next is Yokai Watch 4. It's coming out for PS4. It's not a Nintendo exclusive yeah. anymore. What? So it'll be, uh, it's already out on Switch, um, and now Perfect. it's coming to PS4 in Japan. Um, do we have any word on the U.S.? No. Okay. Not yet. Not yet. No U.S. info. Um, Neo 2 is going toe-to-toe with Yokai in a new trailer. 
So, so you you fight yokai and Neo. Yeah, you're fighting ghosts and stuff. So there's a trailer you can watch that. Enjoy. That's it for the news. <sighs> Anna, what's coming out in this week? Oh, um, lots of stuff. So things things that are actual RPGs. Um, Real fishing, road trip adventures coming to Switch, PS4, and it's. <laughs> I swear Taka had a fever dream where he combined Persona 5 and Final Fantasy 15 fishing and Legend of the River King. And that's what we're getting? And said, let's make a real fishing game. (laughs) (laughs) You actually do a road trip in it, don't you? You do, yeah. There's ghosts. Your boss said he had codes for us, didn't he? Yeah. All right. So, yeah. We should try that out. It's it's like... Since it's apparently... Surprise, it's out. No, it's not surprise, it's out. It's coming out on... Although... Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, funny story. I was, like, reading forum threads about this, and someone was like, I downloaded it. Thanks for releasing it early. And I'm like, what? And, yeah, I pull up PSN, and sure enough, it's for sale on PSN. I have no idea why. For some reason, they put it out for sale on a Wednesday. It's out now. Not physical. Oh, but who cares? Switch Physical's PS4. Done. Well, PS4 Physical's is out dead. Already. Physical's dead. Switch off. is coming out Tuesday. All right. Uh, ground the Nino Kuni Wrath of the White Witch remastered for PS4 and PC, mm-hmm. and Nino Kuni and Switch. Wrath. No. Oh, it's Nino got a different Kuni name. Wrath of the White Witch for Switch, not remastered. Because <laughs> the Switch doesn't look as nice. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then the Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening on Switch. Um, and then RPG adjacent stuff. Um, I, the Somnium Files, came out on Switch, PS4, and PC. So this is a visual novel by the guy that did the 999 games. So Ooh. I'm sure it's super trippy. Are you going to play it, Anna? I, you like the 999 I'm going to see how scary it is. Oh, okay. Because, <laughs> yeah, those 999 games gave me crazy nightmares. Until I finished them and I knew what the answers were. Mm. That that made the nightmares go away. The nightmares were, why is she attacking him with an axe? <laughs> and my mind just kind of goes, wee. Um, and then uh, The Sinking City, which we had a, 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 an adventure corner on that's out. And then two <laughs> games that we put on here because we just like them. Um, Groundhog Day, like Woo! father, like son, Woo! is coming to the PSVR, the Rift, oh. and the Vive. Do I have to dust off the PSVR? Yeah, yeah. Chris is like super jazzed for this. So I like Groundhog Day a lot, so I'm having an official sequel in game form is great. So you play as... You play as Bill Murray's son. And the girl that he marries? What? That's, the, the... Yeah, yeah. He... Yes, yes. They had a kid. You're the kid. Like father, like son. That's the point. What? Why are you confused? Anna? What did I miss? Did we it's the, did we break it's Anna? It's the curly-haired girl, right? Yeah. The the news reporter? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's their kid. Okay. Um and then Untitled Goose Game. Yes, finally get to play that Goose Game. Yeah, so it's coming out on Switch and the Epic Game Store on Friday. It's going to be 14.99 when it first comes out and then the price is going to go up, which is why you can't pre-order it cuz the pre-order is 19.99. I what? <laughs> yeah yeah so i can't pre-order it because the price is gonna go up no because the price is gonna go down so right now it's listed on the switch as 1999 and you can't pre-order it okay at launch 
it's going to be fourteen ninety nine for a week. Oh, that's weird, oh. but okay. So they made it so you can't pre-order it. People don't do that anymore. I know, right? All right. So, yeah, um, we're going to pick that up. All right, are you looking forward to being a goose? Honk. This game's going to be an hour long or something. <laughs> it's going to be supremely disappointing in how short it is. <laughs> but at least it'll be... <laughs> I hope it's going to be fun. Uh, that's the show, folks. Yeah. What so, are you going to play this week, Anna? Uh, Puzzle Quest, because I'm reviewing it. Oh, right, right, right. What about you, Josh? Uh, I'm going to finish Yakuza 3, and I may pick up AI The Somnium Files. Oh, really? Yeah. Right. I forgot about that coming out. What about you, Jonathan? It's September. <laughs> oh, you know what I'm going to be playing? I'm going to guess WoW Classic. Yeah, the level grind. All right. As you <laughs> as you grind and, and play the auction house and become a millionaire... Um, or just get to 60 and then, I don't know, start your 40-man hardcore raiding guild? Yeah? No? Okay. Oops, I had myself muted. I wouldn't <laughs> call this hardcore. Okay. But... You already have one. All right, cool. No, 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 no. Definitely not hardcore. More semi... It's like a semi-casual football raid. I don't got... I'm not... I'm not... So one thing is I'm, what, 36 now? I'm not 20... 21, 22 in college anymore. Yeah. So that some of that drive and patience to do that kind of in-game rating is just not going to be in the cards for me mm. at this stage of my life. Yep. So that's a lot of thing. A lot of the people playing are different now. So that whole it's almost like a job to do an MMO like that. It's yeah. just not a thing. It's not going to happen though. All right. No, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, when I <laughs> I think I've talked about this, but my guild in vanilla was Noobs on Fuego. It's a good name. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that was like a full-time job because we raided four nights a week and you were expected to farm the other three. Yep. What the heck? <laughs> That's not a game <laughs> at that point. I mean, that was light compared to Anche. Oh. And you know it. Well, I never did. I never played in Anche like that, so... <laughs> that's part of why it was not long for Anche. that's true <laughs> okay with that oh I'll be playing Borderlands 3 that's all I know for sure and I have a billion other games I could list that I feel like I should want to or uh, uh, could play I have but five days to finish Puzzle Quest I don't know if any of them happen so. and review it Oh, because Link's Awakening comes Link's out Awakening. and remember I've never played it before did we list that in our nom? Yeah? yeah? Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Thank I you. the worst hiccups. Yeah, thank you, Josh. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you, Anna Marie. Thank you, Simon, my cat on my desk right now. Uh, thank you, Dale North, for the podcast theme forecast for doing the encoding. Thank you for listening. And if you'd like to listen, you can do it in one way. Um, you could come live at twitch.tv slash rpgamer at 9 a.m. Pacific noon Eastern every week, or you could subscribe to us in your favorite podcast app. Um, easiest way to do that is probably just uh, go to rpgamer.com, find the post for the show, and then I've got like links in there under the podcast for all the different podcast players that make sense, um, and including just the raw RSS. So do that, subscribe, um, and uh, yeah, enjoy the show every week. If you'd like to feedback us, feedback us, Feed, feed our backs, provide feedback, 
podcast at rpgamer.com, 608-729-4098, and just the show thread on the site. Again, probably the main way people submit feedback. And, of course, uh, you can um, tweet at us and stuff. Twitter.com slash rpgamer. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We got to pick a title, and I see a list of good titles here. So uh, while we do that, we're going to say goodbye to you. We'll be back next week. Until then, enjoy and uh, tell us what you're playing. Keep us in the know. We'll be back next week. This has been going on too long. Time to stop. Bye! Bye! Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>